0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver.
2: This is Gerard Gibbert, and thank you for listening to Middays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get
0: ready.
2: Welcome, everyone, to midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard Gibbert, Rhino, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this Friday Eve, also Veterans Day. That's correct. So we, formerly known as Armistice Day, Armistice Day, right? The eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month, as it was decreed. And the gun stopped. Was that right? 19... Yep. Yep. The gun stopped. Nineteen seventy. So. We start, of course, by extending the deepest of heartfelt thanks that we can, and and I say that because, and and that's by the way to our our veterans, those who uh, have served, that are still with us, and those who have served that 1918, 1918, okay, that have, that have gone. But words seem so inadequate. It's it's all we have here. And I also want to just say it is an honor to be associated with a company that also values our military and our veterans and those who serve in our armed forces across the board and enable us to broadcast the program remotely, such as from the Armed Forces Museum. And my understanding is we're headed back. We got we got more deals to do down there. I'm looking so forward to that. But you can't say enough about that. And you, you gotta point that out because not all the media is on board with those who serve our country. They're not on board with the sacrifice that they endure. But we are here. We are here on the program, we are here in the company, we are here at Super Talk and I just wanted to point that out, it is indeed an honor and a privilege to be associated with such a company that allows us to recognize those who serve and sacrifice so that we can enjoy such freedoms. You probably uh, are aware, if you're not, we'll tell you that Aaron Rice, who was on the program yesterday with the Mississippi Justice Institute, formerly in the United States Marine Corps, which had its birthday yesterday,
3: right? That's correct.
2: Aaron, he left part of his body overseas fighting for his country. And I, I just wanted to pass that on. I, I didn't say anything about it yesterday. You know he's been on the program before. It was really around all the stuff going on in Afghanistan. And I, I think it was a an emotional moment for him. It, it brought back all those memories. But I've known Aaron for quite some time. He's a... He's brilliant, and he's also a fine American. So I just wanted to call attention to that, because he happened to be on our program yesterday. But, and then, gosh, we, down at, at um, Shelby, at the Armed Forces Museum, and we had the interview with Command Sergeant Major Gary Graham. Forty-three years! Forty-three years! And I kidded with a colonel when he entered the room after the interview with the command sergeant major and said "Uh, colonel I got this figured out this guy runs the place here that's the that's the way it works right the the enlisted men and women there they truly are the backbone of the military he runs the place nonetheless the uh, president is is uh, in the process as we speak to you of laying the wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier I, it's it's on my bucket list. I've never witnessed it uh, in person, but I have watched the video. There are videos of the uh, the changing of the, of the guard or whatever the exchange is called. I'm not sure of the exact uh, formal way they describe that, but it is fascinating. It is uh, honestly kind of makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck and I get chills just watching it, thinking about their service, their reverence, their dedication, so businesslike, so professional, look so good in the in the world's best military uniforms by far. And it it makes you proud.
3: Especially when you see the pictures of severe and inclement weather and they're still there standing guard like statues.
2: Absolutely do not bat an eye. It's incredible. And shouldn't we teach that more? Is there a problem if you're proud of your country? Is that a problem? Why is that a problem to people? You're proud of your country. You're proud of the fact that you are honored and privileged to, to be a citizen of the country. What's wrong with that? Which seems like we've departed from that. We're, Gosh, it's... Even at a young age, when we're teaching all this, this nonsense about how evil and wicked this country is, and not, not taking into account the overwhelming excess of good over bad, it ain't even close, it ain't even remotely close. Is there another country that could make that claim of what good they've done for the world? We're humans. We're flawed. We screwed up from time to time. We admit that. We acknowledge it. But you're only telling half the story. You're not even telling half the story. You're telling 10%, maybe, of the full story when you dwell on that. Is it a problem to convey this to our young people, so that they might have some degree of respect and love of country? Is that a problem? It seems like it is sometimes. It bothers me, coming from the left. You can't do that. You can't love your country. This country is just evil and wicked and racist. And I mean, I'm so
3: tired of all the, the litany of
2: nonsensical talking points.
3: Isms and phobias, all of which are misused. Again, I go back to... I go back to uh,
2: Condoleezza Rice, It was so eloquently put on The View a couple of weeks ago. What's productive about that? What's productive about teaching young people? You're in this group, and you're in that group, and you're the bad people, and you're the victims. How does that help? What's the goal of that? What what is achieved?
3: You create a generation that believes they can gain something in life by perpetually pulling the victimhood card. Right. Yeah.
2: That's working out well, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yet when you ask, well what's holding you back? Nobody can ever explain that.
3: Or if they do, it's all theoretical nonsense that you have to spin at a mile an hour to it's that that's where you get the crap like privilege. Where you paint with a broad brush because of somebody's melanin content, which flies in the face of several generations' worth of civil rights activism. I know. it's, uh, It's incredible to me
2: that we've got people like Robert Wright. You know him. He was the education secretary under Clinton. And he is, he's very active on social media, and he posted something yesterday explaining that the, the supply chain challenges we're experiencing are a result of corporate greed and the lack of full open competition in the market. These companies can just charge whatever they want because they squash everybody else, and nobody has a chance. And, it, and it's just victimhood stuff. And he he pointed out, uh, I think it was Procter & Gamble. Oh, they had $3 billion of profit last quarter, and they're not willing to absorb the higher cost, input cost, labor, transportation, materials, etc. And it's it's on them. They just need to take a hit. And so, you know, I got interested, and I went and read Procter & Gamble's what's called it, a 10Q, public companies file it. It's their quarterly report. And for the purposes of, it's a public company, so for the purposes of investors, they also have to provide not only a full analysis of the quarter's financial results, but guidance of the future. And the guidance was, we're facing headwinds. We estimate $1.9 billion of additional cost as a result of the increase in labor and transportation cost inputs. We're going to absorb it. And they're warning investors, get ready. This is going to have an adverse effect on our bottom line. Yet, Reich is spewing all this junk. uh, is Is it perfect? No. Is it better than anything else? Hell yeah. By a lot. Just like this country. We continue to work to make it better. Guys like you and these lefties that want to tear it down, I'm sick of it. That's all they can do is tear stuff down, dismantle, deconstruct. You never hear about build except Joe's build back better, which is code word for tear it down and deconstruct. That's why he has to say that. Oh, gosh. Thanks for that. The combat. TV thought, TV theme song on TV theme song Thursday. We'll take a break right here. we got Sally Doty at 11.05 and Dan Gibson, Mayor of Natchez at 12.05. Stay with us.
4: I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal, Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change your life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to GatewayMission.org, make a donation, and
5: help change your life today.
6: The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll
7: find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. People say things change, but in Mississippi,
8: good things don't change. They change everything. Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world, The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better
2: being mississippians
9: the best made to order lunch in northeast jackson is at fourth and Gold sports cafe the wings the chicken tenders and bites fried or grilled and the best specialty pizzas in the metro call 769-208-8283 that's 769-208-8283
5: 769-208-8283 gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9 breaking news quick shots analysis all right here on Talk jackson 97.3
2: everyone maverick and goose like i've probably seen it 300
3: times (laughs) it never gets old and we're supposed to be getting a sequel around christmas time yeah i I can't wait and i don't don't know about that one i think they're going to space
2: yeah i think so what yeah but what do you do how do you follow that up with a sequel Kinda of hard. You isn't put
3: it? Tom Cruise in the role of Michael Ironsides, you bring in somebody else to be the foil. Because Michael Ironsides was Jester. He was the guy that they had to fly yeah. against. Yeah. You wouldn't want him being is it Tom Sizemore was the guy with the mustache yes. that was the commander of the base yes. and the leader of the program. You wouldn't Start want Maverick. You're right. You wouldn't want Maverick in that role. You would want Maverick in the role of Jester having to test the future pilot. Yeah.
2: And Jester, I think, sort of quietly, was a, a bit of a renegade like Maverick was. He, oh, yeah. But uh, around the, uh, uh, what was he, Major? I can't remember. Uh, colonel, I don't know. The role that Sizemore played. Around him, he was by the book. I loved it when <laughs> when I used to fly airplanes. <laughs> a friend of mine that all that used to fly a lot with me, we'd go to games and stuff, sit in the right seat. He would always, when we were approaching the airport, I was talking to... Tom Skerritt. Tom from. Skerritt. Tom Skerritt. Yes, thank you, thank you. But perfectly cast, by the way, for that role. Uh, anyhow, when we would approach the airport, he'd always say, not, of course, with ATC, but just wow, us Wow, that inside. would have been a totally
3: different movie with Tom Sizemore in that role. Yeah, that's not quite the same, right. But I knew it was
2: an S, and I like that. Anyhow, he used to say, negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. When I would say, I'm entering the pattern, because when you self-announce in an uncontrolled fill, anyhow, I don't want to get it, that's the way you do it. He'd say, negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. And he called, remember he called Maverick and Goose to his office <laughs> after the ATC guy had just, <laughs> had just been in there. I want some butts! <laughs> and they go, and he says, well, that ought to do. <laughs> that ought to just about do it for the high-speed flybys. And of course, they still did it later on, right? But oh, yeah. Anyhow, that's so, so I don't know, well-conceived. I heard that
3: he refused to do it unless they brought back Val Kilmer as Iceman. So really? I wonder, would he be the guy running the program? Ah, uh, yeah. What does he look like now, I wonder? I mean,
2: how about he plays that role and then Jim Morrison indoors, right? How could you do that?
3: I well you swear. know how he got the, the role on the doors, right? I don't. He he got a copy of Jim Morrison's demo and he recorded his version of the demo and sent it to the director or the producer or somebody and said, Figure out which one's Jim Morrison. You gotta be kidding and me. And he couldn't figure it out, so he got the role. How about what an audition. He really
2: wanted it. Break on through to the other side. We got to play that. I know it's TV theme show uh, Thursday, but it's Veterans Day, so uh, break on through to the other side, which is about Vietnam War, right? Oh yeah, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Just <laughs> some great lines from those uh, those movies. Wait, now are you serious, Amanda? What'd she say? I've never seen it. Amanda from Pike County? That's sacrilegious. you never seen Top Gun? The cool thing about Top Gun, if you remember, Rhino, when 5.1 surround sound became a thing, it became um, affordable and available for residential applications.
3: Yeah, it was no longer just a movie theater kind of deal.
2: Yeah, which had been a That's why you went to the theater, to get that surround sound and... Remember, Altec Lansing was the speaker maker. They called them the voice of the theaters. They were all horn speakers. But anyhow, when when you could buy that at the local eight uh, audiovisual store and set it up in your house and buy DVDs, that was one of the best to play on surround sound because when the jets took off, they were like, they're going through you with the rear speakers and the, the channels, the way they distributed the sound. It was awesome to do that. So... Um, that one in Crimson Tide, uh, another fantastic uh, military-oriented movie. Anytime
3: you can get Sean Connery in in 5.1 surround sound, yeah, so awesome. Because The Hunt for Red October was another good one.
2: Another fantastic one, Sean Connery.
3: You just reminded me of that when you said on Crimson Tide. It's yeah, just like that. There seemed like to be a, a submarine blitz of movies at that point in time. We were like fascinated with it at the time, right? A mutiny on a
2: United States submarine. Remember that at the end. So good. Anyhow, we digress, but, it's, but it is, uh, it's Veterans Day. And we are so grateful and so proud. Grateful to our veterans, proud of them, and proud of America. Dang it. You lefties, you want to keep tearing us down, dismantling, deconstructing? Have at it. Not here. We build it up. It's not, as Condi Rice, it's not productive, to tear it down. It's not productive to divide children into groups. It's dumb. It's counterproductive. It's deleterious. Hmm. We'll Steve, we'll stay on that. Stephen
3: huh? Gulfport let us know Val Kilmer had a tracheotomy. He now talks through a voice box. Oh wow. And I just double-checked it, and yeah, as of August of this year, there's an article from Insider that due to his tracheostomy to treat his throat cancer, his speaking voice has been permanently damaged, but Tom Cruise did insist on him being in the Top Gun sequel, and he signed off on them using artificial intelligence to recreate his voice for the movie.
2: Gotcha. Hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. Amanda says she's not a fan of the short little Scientology guy. Uh, I, I hear you there, Amanda, and, and I, I certainly appreciate your and respect your, your views there, but I try to look at stuff and it's for what it is. I mean, the, that is great acting. I look at him as an actor, and I don't think about his personal life in that respect. I try to separate the two. Um, but, look, that's it's great. It's freedom. Well, I look
3: at it. it. It's a free country, and if him believing that evil Lord Zenu got a whole bunch of people and put them in golden DC-10s and dropped them into volcanoes convinces him <laughs> that he can hang on to the side of a plane as it takes off and film it, well, that's just better for me to get to watch. Yeah.
2: I'm cool with it. Just saying. Patton is the best military movie from great uh, Gary, excuse me, in the Berg. It is a great military movie. George C. Scott
3: speech in front of the giant flag.
2: Who could forget that? Americans love champions. Fastest runner, the champion marble player. Winners, actually, is what he said. I think. Great speech.
3: Somebody chimed in. Crimson Tide didn't have Sean Connery. Yeah, that's why I said it reminded Hunt. me of Hunt for Red October. Yeah, Gene Hackman was in Hack- Crimson Tide and Denzel Washington. And Gene Hackman's another great actor.
2: They're fantastic, both of them. Absolutely oh, yeah. fantastic. Right and that I, I just love it it's, it's a great movie uh, another great 5.1 movie the rain the rain in the opening scene when they're about to to uh, ship out board the uh the submarine i don't remember all the uh, uh all the script but what's the name of this ship mr whatever his name is alabama represents a very fine people for a very fine state yes sir it's it's awesome you gets you fired up, man, in that rain. And it's like when you're in that 5.1, it's like, it's all over me, this rain. <laughs> Put the umbrella up inside, you know, really cool.
3: And then we can't talk about surround sound without talking about the, the one movie that seemed to be on demo whenever you went to a store that had a surround sound demo. Yeah. Which also is a Tom Cruise movie. Days of Thunder, the yeah. NASCAR movie.
2: Oh, same deal. Cars running through you, right? Yeah, that was awesome. The, another one that... Um, I watched when it persuaded me to buy my first surround sound system, and unfortunately the name of the movie escapes me. Uh, Kevin Costner, he's, uh, he's in the Calvary. He uh, um, assimilates. Dances with Wolves. That's it. Dances with Wolves. Thank you. Just the name escapes me. It's another good one for may, mainly. It was for, either
3: that or the postman. No, you're where you were right. Going.
2: Yeah, you're you're right. Well, then they, you're right and the cavalry and assimilated with the the Indians there and became friends with them and so forth. But and that, I think that was more for the visual than the sound. But it but it's just cool to have those fantastic scenes and that unbelievable. There we go. Break on through to the other side. The doors. That's so good. <laughs> you should make it an all-military music day for Veterans Day. We well, probably you did that fantastic Tuesday, by the way. Thank you for that. We'll step aside, take a break. Sally Doty at 11:05. The mayor of Natchez, Dan Gibson, coming up at 12:05. Midday's. We'll be right back. <laughs>
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Veterans Day, rain in the forecast, high near 73. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 69. Friday evening, mostly clear, low all the way down to 38. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high only to 55. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
11: This is Alice in Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils and mulches. Save the date. Callaway's Christmas open houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths garlands, angels, nativities, and much more. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas Open Houses, first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. that's what
5: with storewide savings of 50 to 80%, now is the perfect time to do your Christmas shopping at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. Our lease expires soon, and so will the savings. Save 50 to 80% on stackable rings, diamond studs, color and diamond pendants, even our wedding bands are sale price. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is closing out our entire inventory. Nothing is held back. 50 to 80% off store wide now at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. 144 Market Street, Flowood, in front of JCPenney.
12: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. WTOK and Meridian is reporting that Kemper County head football coach Charles Ray Westerfield has been arrested and charged with sexual battery. According to the television station, Sheriff James Moore said Westerfield's actions involved a student. His bond was set at $25,000. And one advantage a state can have in attracting jobs and economic development is renewable power. To meet that demand and increase Mississippi's competitiveness, Energy Mississippi is making its largest ever commitment to renewable resources. The company plans to replace some aging natural gas plants with 1,000 megawatts of renewable energy, such as solar, over the next five years. It's called EDGE for economic development with green energy, and the strategy is twofold. Give Mississippi an edge in recruiting industry while at the same time giving energy customers an effective hedge against volatile natural gas prices. To read more about this effort, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis.
10: The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its 20th Annual Banking and Finance Symposium on November 12th at the Oxford Convention Center. Keynote speakers are Scott Anderson of Stiefel, KBW, Rebecca Romero-Rainey of ICBA, and Jill Castilla of Citizens Bank. A first-ever Women in Banking Breakfast will be held at 8 a.m. The symposium is open to all banking and finance professionals and banking students. Panels will discuss fintech and mergers and acquisitions. To register, go online at our alumni page or email Dr. Ken Syrie to get info.
0: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbett. Come on!
13: Let's get on with
0: the show! On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Still counts as a theme song. Yeah, absolutely. And a good one it is, Anchors Away,
2: the Navy Service Song. Appreciate that, Rhino. Dustin from Walnut on the C Spire text line Join the conversation, 601-879-4395. Dustin says, watch Top Gun last night on Encore. Hasn't Val Kilmer been battling cancer over the last couple of years? Yeah, we talked about that. Apparently lost his voice, maybe throat cancer? Throat cancer. Guess, as a result. So, yeah. Uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of them, and they're just just so... Our military and our military history is just a great subject matter for producing movies.
3: It also gives you a bit of a misunderstanding of war because it's still Hollywood. I right. Mean, you look at even some of the most realistic representations of war, like, like the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, that physically shook some World War II veterans when they went to see it in theaters. Yeah. Even that's still tame compared to the horrors of war. And very few movies do a great job of portraying just how young fighting men and women are. Yeah, I mean, Saving Private Ryan again, you look at the cast of that, you would think the war was fought by a bunch of 30-year-olds. But in fact, it was a bunch of 17-, 18-, 19-, 20-year-olds doing the same things and more, but without the wisdom of years. Yeah.
2: I I think all that's right, but you're somewhat limited. I mean, Saving Private Ryan was produced at a time where special effects had advanced... Significantly, and those who was
3: right before computer-generated graphics really took over, and you still had a lot of physical effects. That's right.
2: It was on the cusp of it, Uh, and so you have to credit Spielberg with the tools available at the time. I thought it was pretty well done in that respect, and of course it's a it's a neat story as well. The storyline is in the theme is fantastic. Mo says his top 5 Sergeant York the flying tiger's run silent run deep apocalypse now in midway. Yeah, all great. Absolutely.
3: Always liked Sergeant York growing up.
2: Sergeant York, awesome. Yeah. That make you want to be in the military. So think about using that. what he
3: learned hunting turkeys.
2: Exactly right. Uh, uh, transferable skills, shall we say? You know, that sort of stuff... Well, even the Navy, as I recall, said that after Top Gun, applicants to become naval aviators... Through the roof. Surged, yeah. Uh, the, the way it was presented in such a, a glamorous way. Uh, I mean, the likelihood that you start out, you go to Top Gun, you end up in an actual engagement, that's pretty low probability, across the spectrum of naval aviators. But it made a heck of a movie, for sure. And then returning back and landing on the aircraft carrier and uh, being lauded. uh, That was neat. I don't know. It just gets the blood pumping. It evokes positive feelings. It's the way it ought to be, in my view. And like I said, the, the cast, I thought the characters were just fantastic. Appreciate that. Uh average age for a service mem- member in Vietnam was 19 that's correct there was actually a song uh done that that expressed that that was a part of the lyrics of the song I can't I can't remember the artist or the song I just remember something about 19 being whispered that is absolutely true and gosh uh Vietnam is is something that I have always been fascinated with mainly because I was younger and it was to my knowledge really the first war first true war that was in your home every night on the national news and reporters in country sometimes in in rather risky situations uh but and and just just delivering the the news of the the casualties the MIA, the KIA, and so forth on a on a daily basis. That that was just striking, and just and just to have the images in the background of reporters in country, that just kind of brought it home. That was that was a first. And I've got uh, fairly extensive library of uh, books just just out of interest that I've read specifically about Vietnam, and most of which were written by those in the country. I mean, these are true accounts of their experiences. And, of course, a lot of those folks are uh, still with us, mostly in their 70s. And what a what a horrific deal that war was. Conflict, as they call it. But, yeah, 19. Incredible. And Audie Murphy's movie. Don't remember the name of it, but he was a true hero. Absolutely. To hell and back. To hell and back. That's right. Thank you, Rhino. While I the only time
3: in- I was allowed to say that word as a kid.
2: <laughs> Describing the movie? Saying the movie title? Yeah. Scott and Rankin, That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Scott and Rankin County, while I enjoy Top Gun, I really liked Iron Eagle. Okay. little different story, uh, but that'll get you fired up. Kind of. You know, the Americans are the good guys there, and uh, that's pretty cool.
3: Gray Which one hound. was the one where they could fly the plane with their mind? And Clint Eastwood. Was oh, man, it? I don't know. You got me on that one. Some sort of future jet, and they had to sneak over and steal it from. I think they're stealing from the Russians, and you flew it with your brain.
2: Oh, and you had to
3: know Russian because you had to think in Russian.
2: I didn't know that. Hmm. Korea and Vietnam and all other so-called wars were never a declared war by Congress. Yeah, it was police action or whatever. However they described it. A lot of. I think unnecessary pain, honestly, from the Vietnam War in particular, but many of those soldiers, some volunteered, some drafted, they just did their duty, and they came home to an ungrateful country at the time but i I feel like that's changed attitudes about that have changed, and uh I know some veterans of Vietnam and anytime I see them and or around them always always make a point to thank them and some have opened up. I had a, I had a friend I used to play golf with that was a, a, uh, a Huey pilot, Huey helicopters. And, you know, they would often deliver the soldiers into the what they call LZs, landing zones. Some of them were hot. Some weren't hot, meaning gunfires coming at you. And he told me, he said, you know, you, these were kids, and you look at them, and you drop them off, knowing that a lot of them aren't going to make it. Some not very far from the LZ, honestly. Go back and get some more. Do it again, or have the duty where they would be picking up the wounded on the field and carrying them back to uh, behind the lines for medical treatment and so forth. But how can you not be
3: affected by that, seeing the, those images? It's incredible. Apparently the movie I was talking about is Firefox. Oh, okay. Yep. Appreciate it came that. Came out in nineteen eighty two. The film is set in Russia, but it's in the Cold War and it's British American pilot Clint Eastwood, who had a Russian mother, so he knew Russian, so he could steal the MiG thirty one and control the weapons with his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Eighty two. Eighty two. That was
2: uh pretty visionary for the time. Right, All right, what was the one with Telly Savalas, as I recall? Uh, World War II, what was that? Golly, it was a name, name, somebody's name, something. I'll think of it in a minute. What about the movie Furry about a World War II tank crew? Richard in Mount
3: Hermon, Louisiana, sends that in. Kelly Savalas was in The Guns of Navarone, okay? The Dirty Dozen. Somebody's hero and Kelly's hero. That's
2: it. That's that was, that was kind of it was weird, kind of entertaining. I'm surprised no one has mentioned Forrest Gump says Amanda from Pike County. Yeah, you you could probably put that under the category of War oriented movie?
3: I would say that's a more realistic representation, as fantastical as it is, that's a more realistic representation of a warrior's life. You have a, a life before you serve, you serve, yeah. and you have a life afterwards that's impacted by your service. I agree. And get to play ping pong and never take a picture with your eyes open. <laughs> Go to the White House. Meet the president again. That
2: must have hurt. (laughs) I got shot in the buttocks. That must have hurt. (laughs) Green Beret, John Wayne, of course. Of course.
3: They called it a million-dollar wound. Yeah, exactly. And I guess the government keeps that money, because I ain't seen a red penny of it.
2: Uh, Love Dirty Dozen, Cannon Jackson. The Longest Day, yeah, is one of my favorites. Yeah, The Longest Day
3: with... An all-star cast. Incredible.
2: Everybody's in that movie. I'm not sure if that was known at the time that they were going to be... Were they as big as stars after that movie as they were before, during?
3: Some or? of them were. I mean, John Wayne was a pretty big star when yeah. he was in it. And he was more of a cameo because he was such a big star yeah. at that point.
2: Here we go. My favorite all-time television series, M.A.S.H., Suicide is Painless, the name of the theme song here on TV theme song Thursday. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. We'll step aside for a break right here. we got a little more talk. It's Veterans Day, folks. Thank a veteran at 1105, Sally Doty, staff director for the Mississippi Public Utility staff. We'll be right back.
17: This is the opening agri-market report. At the opening of the New York Cotton Exchange, March cotton was up 45 to 115.50. May cotton was up 48 to 113.89. Open of the Chicago Board of Trade January soybeans were up eight and a half to twelve twenty-five and a quarter per bushel. March soybeans were up eight and a quarter to twelve thirty-seven and a quarter per bushel. December corn was up seven and a half to five seventy-six and three quarters per bushel. March corn was up six and a quarter to five eighty-five per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was down forty-seven to one thirty-six thirty. April live cattle was down thirty-two to one forty even. January feeders down 27 to 157.77. March feeders down 35 to 159.22. And at the open, the Dow Jones is down 89 points, 35,995. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk, Mississippi AgriNews Network.
18: What does Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do for Mississippi?
5: Our goal is to create
10: opportunities for Mississippi farmers and ranchers to have a better life and make a better living. We offer education and safety programs, create scholarship opportunities, and provide health resources for our members, not to mention our agricultural advocacy efforts. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org
0: yourself with everything you need to take on your day wake up with gallo tomorrow on 97.3 fm super talk mississippi now back to middays with gerard here on super talk mississippi
2: That's a little Gomer Pile there on this Veterans Day on TV theme show Thursday. Veterans Day. Thank you so much for that, uh, Rhino. So lots of texts rolling in. Really appreciate uh, everyone sharing their choices for great military movies. And I'll try to go through a few of them that maybe we hadn't gotten to. Uh, we were soldiers. We may have got that. Platoon. And Casualties of War, Tim from Tupelo says, are among his favorites. Uh, the Longest Day felt like the longest movie, says Mose. I agree. Well, Dave, where
3: else can you see Sean Connery before he was James Bond? That's true. That's true. Who knew?
2: Right? He was destined. Dave on the ceasefire text line, Tora, Tora, Torah. I saw that at DeVille Cinema not far from here. I remember it. Clearly. Yeah, that was a good one. Bridge over the river quai. Again, when I was a youngster. Oh, this one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there we go. Uh the Deer Hunter. Forgot about that one.
3: It's a dark one.
2: Powerful. Every time I see Christopher walking, even in the in the We Need More Cowbell shtick on Saturday Night Live with uh Blue Oyster Cult. I, I just can't picture him in any other role besides that one where, unfortunately, he pulls the trigger on himself in a Russian roulette game when Robert De Niro is attempting to stop him. You know, that one kind of hurt me, watching that movie. You, I didn't expect that. I'm not sure how many people did. The first time you watch it, and you think, oh, he's, he's going to get him. They're going to go home and have a parade. No, he blows his brains out. Very sad. But... That, you'd have to say, is probably a better representation of the horrors of war and the way minds are just messed up. Cobwebs get in them. How can they not when you see that stuff? And the lack of respect for human life, uh, which is encountered quite a bit by our troops, our soldiers, when they fight these wars abroad. All right, so my favorite, and I'll put it in the category of military movies but my favorite just as a movie is Schindler's List. Uh incredibly powerful. This is when Spielberg was at his best with oh, that yeah. Saving Private Ryan so forth. But that I just think's a great story and it is uh it's impactful. It it evokes emotions. It's, it's so well done. I thought And incredibly well cast as well, and scripted. Just everything about it was great. So anyhow. Yeah, Ray Fiennes is terrifying in that movie. Isn't he, though? So perfect for that role, though.
3: So perfect. That's why it made sense when he went on to play Voldemort in the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. True. But so
2: indifferent to human life. As if the Jews, in his view, were not really humans. That's the way that he approached it, as did all those involved with that, the Nazis. and Anyhow, I just thought that was a great portrayal of, of a true story. That was awesome. How about a shout-out to the POWs? Absolutely, that's from Kyle. and Absolutely, Kyle. Appreciate that. Larry from McGee says, Midway, Talking about, talk about an all-star cast. Yeah, it sure was.
3: That was totally awesome as well. I've seen this one a couple times on the SeaSpire text line, and if you haven't seen it, Hacksaw Ridge is an yeah, incredible it ring. is
2: good. I agree. It is good. Uh,
3: John and Carth, I
2: agree with you. Schindler's List, the girl in the red coat during the black and white scene. <laughs> Isn't that incredible?
3: A little flash of color.
2: Yeah. that I agree. Uh, thank you for that, John. Totally unbelievable. Midway, yeah. Uh, Hamburger Hill, very realistic. On the ceasefire tax line. Flag of our fathers and letters from Iwo, Iwo Jima. Love how they are from different sides. Yeah. Very good. Hamburger Hill. Don't forget, full metal jacket, says Scott in Rankin County.
3: Which that one feels like two completely different movies crammed together. Because you have Boot Camp, which feels like this suspense thriller horror movie. And then that ends horribly and horrifically and then you go to war and it's like a war movie yeah with all of that craziness yeah I agree okay how about
2: a fun one officer and a gentleman we didn't talk about that <laughs>
3: it's not too much fun when he's having to do all the PT <laughs>
2: yeah I agree but Getting the relationship kicked.
3: oh yeah between uh, Richard Gere or you have a a war movie that might not come to mind when you think of war movies but it's set in a war zone Good Morning Vietnam
2: Yeah, absolutely Robin Williams, the great Robin Williams. Now, you told me you watched that the night before. Oh, yeah, the
3: night before, my very first day working in the radio business, I watched that and Pirate Radio to prepare. That's so good. Didn't do a really good job of preparing me, but it was fun to watch. That's awesome.
2: It's Veterans Day, folks, and we're talking about uh, military movies. It's been fun. When we come back, Sally Doty, staff director for the Mississippi Public Utility staff, joins us in the studio. We'll be right back.
0: For Ole Miss Sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros. 601 345
18: 8090. Fox News. I'm Lillian Wu at Arlington National Cemetery. <laughs> President Biden this Veterans Day laying a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier, where for the first time in a 100 years, a part of that tomb is open to the public this week. More defense witnesses called in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, where the defense is demanding a mistrial over the prosecutors' line of questioning. When Kyle
10: Rittenhouse took the stand in his own defense, prosecutors repeatedly pressed him on the shootings, trying to make the argument that Rittenhouse came to Kenosha wanting to shoot and kill people that night. There was also plenty of emotion from Judge Bruce Schroeder, who repeatedly berated prosecutors for defying his orders and asking Rittenhouse questions about evidence or issues the judge had said would not be allowed to be introduced at trial. Fox's Garrett Tenney, America's
11: think of Fox News. Carter Sledge
19: Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just
11: a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried.
19: <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
12: Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Supertalk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Justice Institute represents the Gulf Coast Restaurant Group in a lawsuit challenging the president's vaccine mandate for private employers. Director Aaron Rice said they challenged the mandate because it will encourage even more employees to quit and could make it difficult to keep many restaurants open.
2: We're in an incredibly tight labor market, tighter than Gulf Coast Restaurant Group has ever seen. They used to have 1,200 employees, now they're down to 1,000, and so they're struggling to keep up with customer demand struggling to keep their restaurants open. They're on limited menus, limited hours. You know, that affects their food
12: quality, customer service, wait times, reputation. Saturday, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals temporarily halted the mandate. And the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has released a study which shows an almost 20 percent increase in traffic deaths across the U.S. in the first six months of the year. In Mississippi, we have the second highest fatality rate in the country with 31.24 deaths per 100,000 licensed drivers. I'm Andy Davis.
1: And action. Our Our favorite restaurant's open open again.
15: again. I'm so pumped to be back on campus.
12: So happy the kids will be back in
13: school. (laughs) Stop. Wait, I can't do this. Life is not back to normal. COVID is not over. I got my shot. Are you guys even vaccinated? The only way to beat this thing is for us all to be vaccinated. I mean the variants are deadly.
8: So please, please, please do it today. A message from the Mississippi State Department
1: of Health. Are you a landlord whose renters can't pay due to COVID? Don't evict, ramp up. Ramp is the Rental Assistance for Mississippians program administered by the Mississippi Home Corporation. If you have tenants who need help paying past due and future rent or utilities where they're currently renting from you, ramp may be just what you both need. So don't evict, learn more at ms-ramp.com and ramp up now.
12: Congressman Michael Guest recently spoke on the House floor in honor of America's veterans to thank them for their service.
16: We know that American veterans risked their lives on the field of battle to preserve this nation and the ideals of democracy, liberty and freedom. But we must not forget that they not only fought to protect the rights that were established by our founding fathers, but they also returned home to set an example of enduring patriotism and leadership in our communities, our state, and our
12: And the next time you pass an 18-wheeler, there may be a Mississippi State Trooper inside watching you. Captain Dennis Stevenson with the Highway Patrol's Motor Carrier Division talks about their mission.
6: It's twofold. We're watching commercial drivers, looking for those that are not paying attention, such as being on their phones or doing something that might distract their driving. And we're also uh, looking at passenger vehicles, beating around commercial vehicles, cutting them off, Any erratic driving, that's what we're focusing on. I'm Andy Davis.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Veterans Day. And it's also Friday Friday. Eve. Yes, it is. Tomorrow, Friday. A little rain coming through the area, the Magnolia State, today. Pushing out of here. supposed to be nice this afternoon. Cool it off a little bit.
3: Oh, yeah. Going to have a nice, cool, maybe even a little chilly in the morning's weekend. Yeah.
2: I know you're all into that.
3: You like that. Oh yeah, right? yeah.
2: Joining us now in the studio, Sally Doty, the staff director for the Mississippi Public Utility Staff. Good morning, uh, Sally. Thanks so much for joining us.
20: Good morning. Uh, happy Happy Veterans Day. It's uh, It's good to be here on this day.
2: Absolutely appreciate that. All right. So. The Mississippi Public Utility staff, I think some folks m- maybe are confused and often conflate that with the Public Service Commission. Explain to us the the difference.
20: It is. It's very confusing. I don't think I quite understood the duties until I was <laughs> appointed the executive director. But uh, I've kind of got it down into a nutshell uh, as to what we do. So I have a team. We have We're a small agency, about 25 people. And I have a team of accountants and lawyers, and we review all of the filings that come in to the Public Service Commission. These are all filings to adjust rates um, from the five investor-owned utilities, the, the large ones. We have five large ones, you know, Mississippi Power, Entergy, uh, in the electric space, and then uh, Atmos Center Point and Spire. Uh, in gas. Then we also have water and sewer, some responsibilities over water and sewer, privately owned water and sewer. So we look at all those filings and we make recommendations to the commission uh, and then they vote however they may vote. Um, Uh, So what
2: are they filing for? Rate adjustments? Rate adjustments,
20: yes. Yes. So it's, it's been a bit uh, eye-opening to me to see how many filings there are through the year. So all of our, our larger utilities are on what we call formula rate plans. You know, it's kind of a, a set thing. We don't do big rate cases uh, usually anymore. That's kind of n- not the way we do things. But this formula rate plan, if you meet certain goals, uh, then you can adjust a certain amount. And uh, so we... we we do those formula rate plans, but in addition to that, um there are different riders that that we look at. like for for example, we've got a, uh, several of them coming up in in the electricity world. Uh, for example, uh, Mississippi power, uh, their' storm recovery. Uh, fund hmm. has been depleted. Uh, you know that last uh, big hurricane. What was it, Zeta, down on the coast? Zeta really had uh, next to Hurricane Katrina. It was the most damage they had had. So they, they had a lot of costs, a lot of expenses, and so just through the years, there uh, that that reserve fund has been depleted. So they need to come back in. And and restore that. So you know we're pondering what, what's what's the right amount. What, what what amount do you want to keep on reserve? So a lot of policy issues in addition to just the accounting issues. Uh, and then also, so for for energy, we have several of them that are pending right now that we need to act on by the end, or the commission needs to act on uh, by the end of January, so it can go into rates in February. Uh, for example, I think there'll be a, a slight credit because of our participation in MISO, which is a regional transmission organization. So we get get a little bit bump from that, a little down from that, a little up from something else. So yeah. it's end of the year true ups that then uh, will go into
2: rates. So is there um, a format? These filings that go to the PSC first, right? Mm-hmm. Respective PSCs when they come to your organization. Is there kind of a prescribed format for that, that they have to be submitted to your organization, or are you simply reviewing what has been filed with the PSCs?
20: Um, you know it's all filed with the PSC okay. and and all of the schedules and financial documents a lot of that is filed confidentially of course yeah yep. um, and so my office looks through all of that I have a and I've been hiring accountants I have one more accountant position open if there are any accountants out there yeah uh, we were we had had some retirements in the office and and some open spaces so we we have really been focused on staffing up uh, so we can review all of that in a, a timely manner yeah. uh, so I our statutory requirement, or our mandate, let's say, is to balance the interest of the ratepayers, payers, commercial and industrial rate payers, the interest of the utilities, and the interest of the state of Mississippi.
21: Yeah.
20: So we're, we're not necessarily a consumer advocate, we're not, you know, really this is the best for the payer, you know, it, although we have that in mind, certainly we're looking at, you know, the benefits to the utility, to the payer and trying to find that, that perfect place yeah. and make that recommendation to the commission.
2: So when a utility files for these rate adjustments with the PSC, do, do they have total authority over approving those adjustments, or must your organization side off on it?
20: I think they have to- i think they probably have total authority okay. I, we we give them advice and yeah. uh, you know when when they reach out to us on specific matters uh we uh usually we can employ an expert we have uh, different economists that we use different uh accounting we've got a, a account more national accounting firm that we use sometimes on very complex issues sure because uh, this is a very very complex yeah. uh financial uh, <laughs> yeah. undertaking yep and and it's a little bit difficult with you know I think I have six accountants maybe in my electric and gas yeah you know whereas our our utility our friends in the utility business have a lot of a lot of accountants yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. so we're we're doing our best and uh, we we Look at those, make solid recommendations, and um, and then the PSC.
2: Asks. I got you. Mm-hmm. So it kind of a sounding board, so to speak. It is. And, and, you know, uh, we
20: we kind of hash out the details.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense because the PSCs really don't have those kinds of resources.
20: They don't. You know, the PSC and the staff were one entity up until the early nineties, and I think there were some some issues then. Uh, with maybe some undue influence, so that was split up into two separate agencies to yeah. kind of give that, uh, you know, kind of have a, a separation.
2: That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you uh, were appointed into this position, I was. correct? And I when was. was that, after serving in the Senate?
20: I had been in the Senate for uh, nine years and uh, really enjoyed my time in the Senate. I represented uh, Lincoln, Lawrence, uh, a little bit of Kapaya and Walthall Counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was chair of juday A. was having a good time, and I got a call one day that said, have you ever thought about being <laughs> the director yeah. of the public utility staff? I said, no, I really hadn't thought mm-hmm. about it. Uh, but I had been the chair of the Energy Committee and handled a lot of the bills and was familiar with some of the good many of the issues, uh, I grew up with my my dad in the uh, the business. He was the manager of a small municipal utility in Kosciuszko. Okay, so that's what I always a say. Connection. I had a, you know, I always answered the phone as a, a child when somebody you know electricity was off or they they needed <laughs> my dad to hold their bill. You know, so that that's my real world experience. But anyway, oh yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, so I I grew, cool. up, I grew up talking about a lot of these issues at the dinner table. Sure. I, I really did, but um but was appointed in uh, 2020 after the long COVID session, we yeah. kind of refer to it to. And I started work, let's see, I think I was appointed on July 15th. I went to work on July 17th. 16th and on the 17th we had uh, the legislature had given the staff authority over the cares Act broadband grant mm-hmm. so that was all due the applications were due on the 17th which was t- you know the day after I went to work mm-hmm. so uh, we had a, a totally uh, you know new uh, responsibility there that the staff really hadn't been engaged in before so yeah. we, we took that on and uh, that's been a, a interesting uh uh, it's been very interesting to be involved in that broadband effort.
2: Yeah, uh, a lot going on there. Yeah. A, a lot of money allocated to that Ooh, effort. Yes. More coming. I still am scratching my head trying to figure out uh, how much more do we need. I just wish somebody would say, well, to light up every address in the country, this is how much money we need, because it seems like every time we turn around, here's more yeah. billions of dollars in that. Uh, I don't know.
20: 65, 65 billion. billion. We talked about
2: it yesterday. yesterday. I know. Uh, it's part of the infrastructure bill, which yeah. the, is just uh, passed, and the president has said he will sign it, I yeah. think, tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I think
20: so. I, I looked at it kind of as to how it's uh, broken down. Yeah. And there is one program that has $42 billion in it that will give $100 million to each state right off the bat hmm. uh, then there is 4 billion that goes to high cost areas you know that's it's hard hard to get out there you know, rural areas uh, $32 billion to unserved areas to me the high cost and unserved are probably the same there's a lot of lap yeah. over there hmm. um, and all of this is going to require a lot of coordination with your state um, we don't have a broadband office per se in, in Mississippi um, I think we're one of a couple of states who don't so Ooh. I mean I would look to for the legislature, the governor, someone to be designating that because you're going to have to have um, some sort of entity uh, for all of this money that's going to flow down.
21: Yeah.
20: So and it's, it's going to be it's a four year build out. Uh okay. Got to have a 25% match. So hmm. it's there's going to be a, a challenge process. So if you know somebody gets that money, another entity can challenge it, another provider. So it's going to hmm. be interesting. Hmm.
2: Can you hang around? Sure. We got more to talk about yeah. with you. We want to talk about uh, some politics and yeah. also a little follow up to this discussion about rural broadband, kind of see how we're we're doing there and with the price of all these utilities going up, I want to find out how kind of that works within your organization. Okay. Yeah. We'll take a break right here. It's Veterans Day. We thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back. Fight for the right,
21: and
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Veterans Day, rain in the forecast, high near 73. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 69. Friday evening, mostly clear, low all the way down to 38. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high only to 55. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
5: Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10
9: till noon. The hunt is over for all your deer camp setup needs at Gattis, McLaurin, Mercantile, and Bolton since 1871. Get your food plot set up with mixes from Pennington, J&J, and Wax Company, along with ryegrass from Nelson and Marshall. And don't forget the wheat for those doves, along with fertilizers, spreaders, and sprayers. Feeders by Boss Buck Gravity and Moultrie, filled with rice bran original, peanut butter, persimmon, along with corn, mineral salt, as well at that buck robber game attractant game cameras hunting license wasp and bug sprays and much much more gaddis mclaurin mercantile your deer camp setup specialist downtown bolton since 1871
16: access to quality health care is essential to building a healthier and stronger mississippi At Amerigroup, we're doing everything we can to make that a reality. Since 2020, we've invested over $2 million through grants and donations to support Mississippi communities. From rural nursing scholarships to the state's first prescription food program, this is just the beginning of Amerigroup's commitment to enrich the lives of every Mississippian. Learn more at amerigroupms.com.
9: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
8: You want it. You need it. Here's how you get it. Miss Kelly's Veterans Day Sale. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Save up to $500 plus 60 months financing. You want it, you need it, get it now. From our huge selection of in-stock inventory, big discounts, no down payment, and no waiting. Four days only at all Miss Kelly's locations.
5: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
2: Welcome back, middays on the air, Super top Mississippi on this Veterans Day. We've got Sally Doty, staff director of the Mississippi Public Utility staff in the studio. All right, Sally, your father's birthday. It
20: is my father's birthday today. He, he has passed away uh, in 2016, but my dad, Charles Birchfield, was a veteran of the Korean War, was a tank commander in the Korean War, a country boy from Mississippi, from Attala County, and he always said he could drive anything from a mule to a tank, <laughs> <laughs> and he could.
2: Well, we very much appreciate his uh, service to our nation, and the, what thank you. I had to give neat. him a shout out. That's yeah. kind of neat. The birthday on Veterans Day.
20: Uh, it really is. It yeah, is, and I'm and you know what? We have two other folks in our family whose birthdays on Veterans Day. How about Isn't that? that. Interesting. Well, yeah. that is it's awesome. It's a good day
2: for us. Um, all right, so we were we were just talking about rural broadband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a senator, I mean, how many times did those two words get stated in the Capitol? It just seems like it was always uh, so something. The buzzword, yes. And we, and a lot of that's because our state, uh, our population, is not concentrated in in metropolitan areas. Much of our, our population is in rural areas. Sure. We're a rural state. We're, we're an agriculture, uh, an agribusiness state. And that's why I think we have so much of our population spread. So we don't have the density, which makes... Getting broadband to their houses, to their homes, to places of business as well, it's just more complicated, more expensive. And that's why this is uh, important, I guess, and relevant to the state of Mississippi. But we got all these tranches of money mm-hmm. coming at it. And just as a citizen, I, j- I you know, it's fine. I understand the, the idea, the concept, the justification, <laughs> the use. I just would like to know, okay, are we done? You know, because like you were just saying, another $65 billion, I don't know how much we got out of the CARES Act in the state of Mississippi because a lot of that went for computers for students. A lot of it went for broadband build out as well. In fact, many of the electric co ops are busy building out mm-hmm. their networks now. Are, are we about done? <laughs> uh, have you had any discussions <laughs> with uh, the folks in the Fed about this? Where, where do we stand or at you the state know, level? I-
20: Surely, with all of this money, I think it will allow us to be totally built out. You know, there are some counties in the state, uh, some of the co ops are, are fully built out. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, I think think this money is really going to allow us to finish that out in Mississippi uh, if we use it in the right way. And I think there are a lot of controls on it to make sure we are using it in the right way and not overbuilding, really going out to the unserved, underserved areas. Yeah. So I think in two or three years, we're going to have screaming fast uh, Internet all around Mississippi. And, uh, you know, it's become so important in our agricultural areas as well. They, you know, the tractors now are, I yeah. think, they're
2: almost self-driving. They're just computers, basically. Yeah, they are. All, all of this heavy machinery and farm implements. Uh, and they've
20: got to have that. Yeah, got to
2: have connectivity. They got to yeah. have it. And, and they need uh, high-capacity connectivity <coughs> for all the flow of information goes back. You know, I, we did the um, the loggers convention, mm-hmm. or event, I should say, uh, just south of Starkville there a few months ago, and, and had a chance to look. Inside the cab of a lot of those those giant machines that are used in, in logging, they're just big computers. They are. They look like a cockpit in an airplane. Not you know not a not a uh, an outdoor sort of implement, but it's fascinating. Yeah. And It's not surprising. I having come out of the industry, we've watched this for years. I I, I talk about John Deere's really an IT company that just mm-hmm. happens to make farm implements yeah. at the end of the day. So this is all good stuff. Um, I I just. I just want to make sure the money's. I know you do too. I know, we want to make sure the money's being used and that we're not um, pouring too much money into it. I just don't know how they came. But here's another sixty-five billion. <laughs> well, okay, where'd that come up with? For this, I yeah, uh, it, it, it's like petty cash running around.
20: It, it is very scary uh, the amount of money that's being put out there.
2: Yeah. So, all right. So another thing I want to talk to yep. you about. Um, most people are certainly familiar with. Uh, seeing some rise in their their utility bills to their their residences, their businesses, and so forth. Is that a result of adjustments that the PSC is approving, or is there some sort of automatic rate increase that occurs based on the input cost going up, uh, the the raw energy that's part of that? How does that work?
20: So, you know, your your fuel, the kind of raw energy cost, the fuel cost, it it really is a flow-through cost, you know. That's not... You know that's that's passed on to the consumer yep. uh, through complicated you know yep. <laughs> tr- uh, compu- computations, y- yeah. right? Accountant and, and, and yeah, accountants, <laughs> which is why I, I need more of them. <laughs> so uh, and in fact, we we do a fuel audit every year for that, and that's coming up soon. Then okay. we put that out, I think, in March, and I think we get all that information in here, probably end of December. So we we do look at that all of that their transactions. Um, but then again, it is the the capital cost of uh, that these utilities incur because these utilities are private businesses, right? And so, it, you have their a return on their capital cost. Sure. And so, uh, as they put more money into their what we call their rate base, I, I went to rate school about two weeks oh, okay. ago, so I have a lot right of uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of terms. I, I spent a week at rate school and uh, and probably <laughs> going to go back again. Uh, so. Uh, the the capital expenditures that they make they're allowed to get a rate of return on and so uh, as we look at those capital expenditures you know the question is are they prudent that's kind of the that's the standard are they prudent and are they used and useful you know is it something that we really need or is it just something to put Put more yeah. in the in the yeah. base and and earn a return on it. So so that's what we do is we really look at those different expenditures and is okay. this prudent? Is it used and useful?
2: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, all of the predictions we're seeing from uh, the industry, mm-hmm. uh, from economists, etc., suggest that we're we're in for. Uh, quite a more expensive winter in terms of heating our homes. Not as big an issue here in the south. It doesn't get as cold for as long. right? And we do consume, for the most part, natural gas, Mm -hmm. I think, and electricity. But natural gas, I think, is probably the primary uh, fuel source used for for, generation. Right, yeah. yeah. So hopefully it won't be too bad and we'll have a mild winter. But Mm -hmm. the folks in the northeast and the Midwest.
20: I think they're going to have a very tough, tough winter, very (sighs) expensive winter.
2: Well, and let's turn our attention to politics. Uh, I've said this before on the program, the uh, Biden administration, they could spend it all they want, but the bottom line is when the folks get their bills in the mail, they blame it on whoever's in the White House. (laughs) You can can say whatever you want. It's because of this and that and the other. They really don't care. It was not this way before you were there. And now. It is this way now. It's because of you. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on.
20: I, I
2: agree with you. Well, I agree. I, I, you know, I hope I, folks are waking up. I think that's the point.
20: You know, when, you're, when your gas bill and your grocery bill goes up like it has in the past few months, you know, it makes people look around and say, what is happening? Yeah. And why, why is this happening and what is the cause of it? And I think we see it.
2: I'm hearing stories of people that say, in our state, that say, I can only afford to put X dollars in my tank today. Mm-hmm. Hope it will come down. For the next time, so I'm going to hold off and and hope for a, a decrease in the price at the pump for the next cycle of putting fuel in. I mean, that's that's where we are it, uh, it, right now.
20: It is, and just the inflation that you see at the grocery store, I, I cannot imagine. My kids are all out of the nest now, so, but I cannot imagine, you know, having kids at home trying to feed everybody with the prices that I see in the grocery store now.
2: It's crazy. Yeah. A lot. The GOP's actually got a big event scheduled uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, and the, the GOP, Republican women across the state of Mississippi, are a powerful force, very active. I know you were very involved in that as well. What are you seeing out there right now from them? I,
20: I think there's a lot of energy, uh, especially among Republican women. Um, I was unable to go, but they had their convention a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and uh, from all reports, it was just fabulous. And uh, So I, I think women are are really engaging and really putting some attention on our politics you know uh, women you know, we 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 send, tend to lead really busy lives. You know, we're running the carpool and working <laughs> and this and that, and and women also spend a lot of time on uh, local charity projects, yep. right? Yep. Uh, they'll give uh, women give money to whatever philanthropy, whatever project, and you know, I think it's time for women to realize that you know maybe I need to give a little money to my political party. Maybe I need to be in the Republican Women's Group and help drive, help support some candidates. Uh, so we can have good policy in the state of Mississippi and nationally. It's going to be so important. Um, these, these next midterm elections are going to be so important.
2: Well, you've obviously run for office, succeeded, been elected to public office. A person in Mississippi that's considering a, a run cannot uh, dismiss the Republican women.
20: No, not at all.
2: Wouldn't be in their no, best you, interest. You to better do so. be uh,
20: talking to them right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
20: but uh, they're they're you know the they're the ones who make the calls and help get the yard signs out. They're they're organized force and they're they're a great group of women.
2: Totally agree. We mm-hmm. look forward to 2022. We appreciate you yeah. coming in today. Glad Silent. to be here. Thanks Thank so you. much. We'll all take right. a break right here, folks. We'll come back with more talk. Don't forget, we got Mayor uh, the Mayor of Natchez, Dan Gibson, joining us at 12:05. Stay with us.
9: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
5: You could hardly rub two nickels together, but you got married anyway. Because love can't wait. She believed in you when no one else would. Brings joy into your life like only she could. Today, she is your only need. I'm John Ravenstein and I'm Corey Ravenstein this Christmas tell her with a gift of something truly precious from Jenniker Jewelry Company we are Mississippi's direct diamond importer with more ways to say I love you this Christmas than any place else 10 times the selection of average jewelry stores from case after case of designer gold gorgeous colored gemstones couture pieces and our famous estate collections to diamond classics like Jennikers diamond stud earrings diamond bracelets and pendants maybe it's that larger too three or four carat diamonds she's always dreamed of. It's right here, right now, this Christmas at Junikers. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485
8: Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. This is Home Answers Radio and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble, would you agree?
12: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Mississippi Justice Institute represents the Gulf Coast Restaurant Group in a lawsuit challenging the president's vaccine mandate for private employers. Director Aaron Rice said they challenged the mandate because it will encourage even more employees to quit and could make it difficult to keep many restaurants open.
2: We're in an incredibly tight labor market, tighter than Gulf Coast Restaurant
17: Group has ever seen. They used to have 1,200 employees, now they're down to 1,000, and so they're struggling to keep up with customer demand. Struggling to keep their restaurants open. They're on limited menus, limited hours. You know, that affects
12: their food quality, customer service, wait times, reputation. Saturday, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals temporarily halted the mandate. And the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has released a study which shows an almost 20% increase in traffic deaths across the U.S. in the first six months of the year. In Mississippi, we have the second highest fatality rate in the country with 31.24 deaths per 100,000 licensed drivers. I'm Andy Davis you
8: One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank. In your corner. Member FDIC.
0: you're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Veterans Day, also Friday Eve. I hear you, says Sam from Mount Hermon, Louisiana. There was a very high casualty rate among helicopter crews. Our life expectancies were three minutes after takeoff. Huh. Yeah, and I was just talking about with Sam, a friend. I haven't seen him in 25 years, probably. used to play golf with him, and he, he wouldn't talk about it. He was a Huey copter, pilot, and actually a CPA in town uh, back then. But in Sam informs he was in B Troop, 7th of the 17th uh, Air Command in the Highland. Appreciate your service as well, Sam. Rat Patrol, yeah. Who Who is it that's a big Rat Patrol fan among our listeners that requested that a few months ago, and we started including it, right, as part of our our normal lineup for this tv theme show Thursday. Jim and Pascagoula, I watched the TV series Tour of Duty. It felt, uh, not only felt like we were watching combat, but the personal emotions and struggles of the soldiers. I totally agree. One of my favorite series as well, Jim. And, of course, we played Painted Black a minute ago as one of the bumper songs. That was the theme song from Tour of Duty, which, uh, and I understand you can... You can get it via streaming now. I think somebody told me either that, or you can purchase perhaps the DVDs. But I think it's streaming. But somebody said they changed the music. I think because of the royalty costs and so associated with, uh, with with playing those those
3: songs. Oh yeah, that's not unheard of when a when a TV show especially uses a a pop song or a rock song or something like that from a major artist. That artist may not be as big at the time, so it's good exposure. So they're like, yeah, go ahead and use it. Then the artist gets big, and all of a sudden, they're bigger than the TV show. And when the TV show wants to come out with some DVDs or something extra, they got to change it.
2: Yeah. Well, think about the era this was, right? The 80s, late 80s, early 90s, maybe? Tour of Duty, when the series was was, uh, airing. Um, I'm wondering... I mean, the Rolling Stones were obviously world-famous... So, but I'm sure they pl- uh, paid a pretty penny, you would think, for the for the uh, privilege of and the permission to use that song. But anyhow, very cool. The ultimate war movie has got to be Full Metal Jacket, says Thomas and Green. Well, all right, I'm going to mention another here that just occurred to me. That's also had kind of an impact on me, like The Deer Hunter, and that it just kind of disturbed you. Sophie's Choice, Meryl Streep perhaps the best performance of her career in that role. And uh, a story, a fictional story, about the Holocaust where she has to make a choice which of her children is going to live, I think had a son and a daughter, youngsters. That's just mind-boggling. I don't know if that actually happened. I don't know that we know everything that actually happened. But it's certainly plausible to think it would have, uh, with respect to the way the Nazis uh, treated uh, the Jews at that time. So anyhow, Sophie's Choice, U.S. Navy Submarine Veteran, 1983-1992. I'm third from the left. That's Darren and Jackson. Appreciate you sending that. Darren sent a photo of him and some of his... uh, Uh, seaman buddies, and also a photo of the... Is that the actual submarine, Darren? That's incredible, as it's surfacing there. Really cool picture. Polymeridian platoon. Yeah, it's another one that was disturbing, and I think from folks I know that have been in Vietnam, they all said it was fairly close representation of what happened in Vietnam. Band of brothers, Jimmy and Madison. It's top shelf. Agree. Anyhow, um, yeah here's a question we'll, we'll turn our attention here to our, our, the discussion we just had with our guest Sally Doty staff director for the Mississippi Public Utility staff this is on the C Spire text line where can we check what's being done with respect to rural broadband build out I live in Montgomery County and I'm literally the last home on the Intergy power line in my area satellite internet is 150 bucks a month in the mercy of the weather yeah I don't know the answer to that. Uh, do you, Rhino, where can uh, a resident determine what the status is of provisioning service to their address?
3: Perhaps, Not in a one-stop shop, no.
2: Perhaps uh, we could suggest you contact the public service commissioner for your district as a starting point. Uh, honestly, I, I think they'd be happy to, to help you and assist with that. It may be the best place to start. Your PSC for uh, your your district, and on the 662, I'm assuming that's uh, Commissioner Presley, Brandon Presley, in the Northern District. Hmm. Anyhow. Uh, does Josie Wells count, says David, in West Point? Wasn't it either towards the end of the Civil War or post-war my favorite movie regardless? Yeah, it's a great movie. Clint Eastwood, of course. I kind of remember uh, my favorite line. There's lots of of great lines, one-liners from the movie, as there always are from Clint Eastwood movies. That's kind of his hallmark. But when they're becoming blood brothers, you remember that? They put their blood together, and they read some sort of formal statement about that, and all Josie says is, I reckon so. That's what I remember from it. It It's kind of cool. That was his affirmation of it. Enemy at the gate, says Curtis in Biloxi. Also, Major Payne. He wants us to, to know that's one of his favorites. Gettysburg, yeah, all good. Uh, so, Energy didn't get the government welfare like REAs, so he's out of luck, says Thomas in Greenwood. Uh, check it out, Thomas. I'm pretty sure that it is, uh, they are eligible for it now in these latest tranches. I think that's the case. Why don't you check that? The USDA grants prior to all this money that flowed out for, was sent out for rural broadband, there was some uh, criteria to qualify for that, mainly targeted at not-for-profits. But I think that's all changed now. Why don't you check that out, uh, Thomas? I believe so. But I hear what you're saying. If he's relying on energy, and energy's not participating in that money. Uh, the like the rural cooperatives are, they're out. We'll see. Yeah, Darren and Jackson, Schindler's List, we agree. We talked about that one as well.
3: Oh, we don't talk about that. We got somebody from the 601 that's all over us for mentioning Schindler's List as a war movie. <laughs> he says, would y'all please stop calling Schindler's List as fact. It was fiction movie, for God's sake. <laughs> Good grief. Somebody pissed in his Cheerios this morning. <laughs> I
2: mean, I just happened to mention it. It is a, is a great work, a great artistic work. I don't know that it's I said it was. It's based on a true story. It is story. based on Oscar Schindler's true story. Uh, did, it, did it get some embellishment for a movie? Yeah, I think so, probably. Is it a fair, fairly accurate depiction of life during the Holocaust? I think it probably is. Uh, I don't think there's any question that if you think about the beginning of the movie, where the Nazi soldiers went out and about in the towns, that's kind of how it all started, just rounded up the Jews, right? Carted them off to the concentration camps and made them essentially slaves, is what they were. Indentured servants weren't getting paid and uh, were treated like animals. I think all that's true. And we know it is. There's, there are people in this country or in the world that deny it.
3: Which, this dipstick seems like a Holocaust denier.
2: Well, that could be. Well, I will tell you this. I don't know that I've ever mentioned this before on the air, but uh, in today's, I think, kind of an appropriate day, my mother worked in a photo finishing facility in World War II. And, of course, you didn't have any way as a soldier, if you took pictures overseas, you didn't have any way to get them, generally speaking, to get them developed, you'd send them home. You'd send the rolls home for development. you pick them up when you got there or have your family pick them up. And my mother happened to develop some photos. This is right about the time of the liberation. It was at the time of the concentration camps. And they're rather shocking. They're very graphic, and they're shocking. And she developed them, and they and they sat there for a couple of years, never claimed. And so finally the owner, this was in New Orleans' shop on Canal Street, finally just offered her, would you like to take them? And if, if they show up, just keep them. And that never happened. And so they've been passed down. They're in my possession now. And I actually have them locked up in the safety deposit box. Let me send a couple of them to you, Rhino, for you to share on our our Facebook site. But they are they're grotesque, to say the least. And these shots are, and I actually have the photos and the negatives, pretty clear, stark empirical evidence that this happened, so anybody that starts that stuff, I would challenge them to argue with these photos, so, as, as an actual account, these are U.S. forces that took these pictures, it's heartbreaking, honestly. There you go, the Marine Corps, him. appreciate that, Rhino, as that bumps us out of this segment. We're going to come right back with more talk. we got some politics to talk about here as well on this Veterans Day. And then Dan Gibson, the mayor of Natchez, joins us after the noon break.
13: Master of Jackson! Get rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in. And upgrade to a new vehicle. During our model year clearance at Mazda of Jackson, all the 2021s must go. And we're giving you amazing savings on every last one of them. Get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0.9% on every new Mazda in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. You can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Is your credit history scary? (laughs) Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. (laughs) Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. So get to Mazda of Jackson today, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 French Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on
5: select models. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe.
9: Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or GrubHub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
13: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Glockstead or online at binnelson.com.
17: This is the Midday Agri Market Report. Scientists from both Tennessee and Illinois have confirmed a camba resistant water hemp in their respective states this week. In Montgomery County, Tennessee, water hemp collected from fields in the Cumberland River bottoms are showing roughly 4.5 fold levels of resistance to camba. That, according to Larry Seckel, the University of Tennessee Extension weed scientist, perhaps the most alarming is the Illinois discovery comes from a field that was not treated intensively with the cowba and scientists aren't sure exactly what the mechanism of resistance is. The discovery drives home the need for farmers to keep weed populations as low as possible. Given the development of metabolic resistance in weeds, non-chemical control options will need to play a bigger role in weed management of the future. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi don't text and drive, and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation.
7: Prevention providers such as insurance agents and doctors are necessary, but they're not free. Another is 811. By calling 811 before you dig, pull a stump, or erect a mailbox, you could be preventing a call to 911. This service is free, and free is a beautiful thing.
5: Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811.
7: Call 811 two days before you
5: dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries.
10: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
2: Welcome back everyone. Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I forgot about that one. Airwolf! Yeah, forgot all about that. Bubba and Starville, Torah Tora, Tora. Yeah, we agree, um, Bubba. That's good. Buzzards, we got two people that texted this one in, a line from Outlaw Josie Wells. Buzzards gotta eat same as worms. It came from Randy and Starville, Kyle as well. On the ceasefire text line, Hamburger Hill, yep, yeah, another uh, Vietnam era um, flick. Yeah, so so many. I'm not sure we can think of, of all of them, but nonetheless, we we had fun talking about all that stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's uh, we have a proud history. Does our our military, our armed forces, and we honor our veterans today on a Veterans Day? You know. <laughs> uh, every, as we talked about with uh, Sally Doty, everybody's feeling this pain at the pump. Everybody's feeling it, but the Biden administration doubling down on climate change—that's more important than anything. And it, you do feel like that they would just—they just want fossil fuels to just go away totally. Convert our entire system, source of energy to so-called green energy. Yesterday, we played an astonishing clip of Biden's nominee for comptroller of the currency who flat out said, we want them to go bankrupt. We want these fossil fuels companies to fail, to go bankrupt. She's also the one who seeks to centralize the banking system in this country, nationalize it, such that there will be no private banks anymore. A self-avowed communist she is, a professor at Cornell. How do they nominate someone like this? But, all right, so Kamala, she got it all figured out. She's been over there in France, and uh, she is promoting climate change efforts. Here's what she said.
9: With us in government, we campaign with the plan.
12: Uppercase T, uppercase P, the plan. And then the environment is such that we're expected to defend the plan. Even when the first time we
14: roll it out, there may be some glitches and it's time to reevaluate and then do it.
2: The plan. Was that a feigned French accent? I believe it was. It was so bad it's hard to tell. That's true. It was a faint French accent, plan. We need to find the fantasy island. Ziplane. That's the first thing that I thought about. Zee plane, boss, deep Well
3: I remember Space Jam cancelled Pepe Le Pew. That's so true. So there is a lack of French representation in media. <laughs> That's
2: true. <laughs> That's true. Zee Plan. I mean, she's like scolding these scientists. Z-Plan, you hear me? That's terrible. I thought she hired somebody to do like a makeover or something. They should have advised her and counseled her on these feigned foreign accents. They don't go over very well.
3: There's a reason she had to drop out for running for president before pretty much any votes were cast. She is incredibly unlikable. Exhibit A. Go to France and try to talk like a Frenchman when you're around the Frenchman in a weird French accent. <laughs> and polling
2: at 28%. Have you ever seen people, Rhino, that when they talk to someone who is uh, from another land, as they say, they talk louder, even though they can't understand the language <laughs> If you just Yeah, talk somehow louder.
3: elevating the volume and speaking slower <laughs> is going to magically make them understand a different language.
2: It's so funny. They talk loud and slower. Oh, if you just talk louder and slower, and all they do is look at someone next to them and shrug their shoulders, say, "I have no clue."
3: <laughs> now, in fairness, when it comes to languages and especially the accent that a a, a birth language or a mother language or a home language can add. To a second language. For example, if you learn to speak Spanish first and then learn English, you're going to have a slight accent unless you correct it. Well, in that same vein, I've actually heard people from the Indian subcontinent talk about how they aren't offended if you affect a bit of that Indian accent because it makes English easier for them to understand.
2: Uh, okay. I'll buy that. Well, I, I work with a lot of Indians as well. And the thing I noticed is they sort of class, they still class their people quite a bit. Oh, yeah. But the, the uh, degree to which you can speak clear English also figures into your class.
21: Mm-hmm.
2: hmm. Are there not laws against monopolies? Wouldn't a central bank be a monopoly on the ceasefire text line? We're talking about, uh, just to clarify, what this controller of the currency wants is a government. Operated central bank wouldn't be a private bank. So there's no, would be no monopoly. It would not be for profit, if you will. Good question, though. Yes, they do have to be uh, appointed by the president and approved by the Senate. We'll be back with Dan Gibson, the mayor of Natchez. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. Fox
18: News, I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden on his first Veterans Day in office, taking part in the wreath-laying ceremony at Arlington National Cemetery, also announcing efforts to better help our troops. Each of our
4: veterans is a link in a proud chain of patriots. It has stood in the defense of our country from Bunker Hill to Bellow Woods, Gettysburg to Iwo Jima, Chosen Reservoir to Konar Valley
18: making a push to advance what we know about treating conditions suffered by troops deployed to toxic environments. And a reshuffling in the automotive world, General Motors, surpasses the nation's second most valuable automaker by electric car company Rivian. This
5: is an EV company, which does not yet have a car on the road, but it's still got a market value of $90 billion.
18: Stuart Varney with the Fox Business Network. America's listening to Fox News.
10: If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including Heat & Glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your Heat & Glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Hey, this is Bob,
9: and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. i
12: Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There are plenty of events planned across the state to honor the sacrifices of our servicemen and women this Veterans Day. Veterans Affairs Director from Mississippi, Stacey Pickering, said $187,000 veterans reside in the state. 27%
5: live in Harrison and Jackson County. That's our biggest concentration down on the coast. Jackson Metro area is our second largest populated area, and after that, you can really take a look at the map, and they're close to Columbus Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. Naval Air Station Meridian and Keyfield and Meridian. Camp Shelby with Hattiesburg.
12: And Governor Tate Reeves believes the medical marijuana bill lends itself much more to recreational than medical marijuana, and that's why he hasn't called a special session. He thinks the amount any one individual can get needs to be reduced.
14: So if you have one in 10 Mississippians with the card and they can produce up to 11 joints per day, that's 3.3 million joints per day allowable under this particular law. I'm Andy
1: Davis. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property and, more importantly, you. It's free and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmisenergy.comslash 811.
12: Highway 26 in George County is open to traffic again. A deadly landslide washed out the road August 30th following heavy rains from Hurricane Ida. Three people were killed and nine were injured as drivers in seven different vehicles plunged into the 20-foot deep hole. And Mississippi will receive around $4 billion from the infrastructure bill over the next five years. But Northern District Transportation Commissioner John Caldwell cautions that the money doesn't keep up with the last 12 years of inflation. Caldwell and other state leaders know there will be strings attached, and they were already facing their share of challenges.
14: Because we're facing a, a world of, you mentioned electric vehicles already, yeah. we're facing uh, automated vehicles, you um, know, unmanned vehicles that are traveling the roads and maybe the airways. I mean, there's so many things that are facing our our true, you know, 10, 20-year
5: future.
12: For Super Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
14: As you give thanks this holiday season, remember those whose hard work helped make your gathering possible. From the roof over your head to the food on your table, like the turkey, sweet potato casserole, cream corn, and delicious pecan pie, our Mississippi farmers deserve a collective thank you. May God bless our farmers across the state with a bountiful harvest and your family this holiday season. This message is brought to you by the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation and Farm Families of Mississippi.
5: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, six till nine, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply. To think deeply. And look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Middays, Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this Friday Eve. Also, Veterans Day. And uh, we are, of course, so grateful, so thankful for our great American veteran heroes. We appreciate all they do for us. And joining us now, the mayor of Natchez, Mississippi, Dan Gibson. Good morning, or excuse me, afternoon now, Mr. Mayor. How are you today, sir? Afternoon, Gerard. Right. afternoon
22: a real honor to be with you today
2: well thank you so much for joining us so uh you've uh, got a lot going on on down there in natchez and adams county as well some construction projects i've been reading about and uh a new biorefinery that looks like it's it's uh going to be yes. locating in your your uh, area uh velocis is that how you pronounce it
22: that's right. That's right. Gerard, The, the America's largest biorefinery is headed to Natchez. It's going to be a $1.5 billion deal, and they just secured financing this week because they have a fantastic client lined up for the next decade, Southwest Airlines, in addition to a memor- memorandum of understanding with british airways wow and so they're excited we're excited had a great meeting with the governor's office a short a uh, few weeks ago and i must say i think mississippi development authority is excited as well well uh what what was the,
2: what were the deciding factors mayor in this organization locating in your area there what uh what brought them there
22: well Gerard, this is, this is a firm that's been working on this technology for over 15 years and they've been looking all over America for a site. They needed a site that had access to the waterway for movement of material, actually movement of the finished product. They also needed to be sure they had a supply of timber because what they do is they take timber resources And the old pulp that's being thrown away now, they recycle that. And through the magic of chemistry, they do in a lab what it takes millions of years for Mother Nature to do. I got you. So they found Natchez, and we met that criteria. Only problems, Gerard, where they wanted to locate our industrial park, it flooded every year. And so with the help of the legislature and leaders in Jackson, we got funding out of the 2021 legislative session to finish a levy project and is making this happen.
2: Wow. That's awesome. Uh, so how many jobs will this uh, bring to the area?
22: A hun- about 100 at the plan itself and then three or 400 spinoff jobs at the beginning because it will boost a lot of suppliers, trucking and other industries in our area. But... Uh, who knows? In the long run, yeah, we're very excited about it.
2: Yeah, because projects like that, they they have a tendency to attract others when they see folks like this invest in that kind of capital, right. 1.5 billion dollars, and other folks say, well, this uh, may be an appropriate place to to expand to 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 crank something up. It's sometimes you just get a, a a big breakthrough like that. A lot of other stuff follows it and flows afterwards. So, well, congratulations on that. That's
22: and that's Gerard, awesome another thank you another thing that's helping this we're in the final stages of a 14 million dollar makeover of the railroad from natchez to brookhaven with the help of a uh, tiger grant that the city was able to uh, achieve a couple years back this project now has made it possible for the to locate but also now we're going to see a lot of other industries locate We've got the river, the railroad, we've got the port, and we've also now got the I-14 designation, America's newest interstate. Yeah. It will be coming right through Natchez.
2: Yeah, I talk about that. I, I, I read a report about that. I-14 coming right through Natchez. So what's the route there? Yeah. So sandwiched between 10 and well, 20.
22: I know it, will follow, it, it will follow most of the uh, current Highway 84. Okay. Uh, it will basically... Uh, Yeah, you're you're right. It just kind of cuts in between a path of uh, 55 and, I'm sorry, of I-20 and 10, and it's just going to cut a path through the southern United States. Wow. And it's going to bring more economic development our way.
2: I've No question, if it's going right through your town uh, like that, Mr. Mayor, you're going to have stuff you've got to believe is going to sprout up all over the place because of the access to the interstate. And the other good thing about this is this is going to relieve some of the east and westbound traffic
22: on 10 and 20. That's right. That's right. However, I don't want people to think it's going to happen overnight, Gerard. We know it's going to take a number of years. We're talking a lot of money but in the meantime we're just doing all that we can to promote what we already have and is working and what we have i think really at the heart of our success is we just have a great historic city on a beautiful bluff here on the most majestic river on the planet and we are a city that is growing in unity harmony opportunity for everyone and is drawing people to natchez in record numbers we have now sold i think close to 700 houses in the last 16 months and uh, we've had so many new businesses open and on a per capita basis our sales tax performance is right at the highest in the state we're told we are by mda we're told we're one of the fastest growing economies in mississippi now wow
2: well, congratulations to you, Mayor. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, and what's the structure of the city government there in Natchez? Is it, is it a mayor council form?
22: It is a mayor. It, it's, we have a special charter, Gerard. And uh, so the mayor is the chief executive, and then we have a board of aldermen consisting of six. Okay. And our election cycle is different from other cities. We all just got elected in July of 2020 and I'm really excited about our board. You know, you're not gonna agree on everything all the time. Every once in a while, you might have a sore head or two, kind of like the welcome sign in Puckett, Mississippi. But as long as we have, you know, 300 good old folks, as the sign says, we're gonna make things happen.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and the positioning of Natchez in our state, as you said, on the river, the bluffs, and so forth, and, and right outside the Pine Belt, it's unique, and it, it, it seems like a great place to, uh, to start a family, grow a family, and start a business, and, and just live your life.
22: It really is. Gerard, what we really, the message we're getting across, and it's happening more and more, more you know, Natchez, like a lot of small towns in the past, been stuck in what I call that sorehead mentality. I call it, you know, stinking thinking. <laughs> and negativity is as contagious as the flu. And I really believe our country has a really serious case of the thinking thinking thinkin flu right now. Yeah. Well, we're overcoming that in Natchez. We are talking positive. I think back to my old friend and a, an old hero of mine, Kurt Fordyce, yeah. when he came out with the signs for Mississippi, only positive spoken here. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing in Natchez. And this positivity is spreading and it is really catching on. We've got this positive vibe. And it's exciting and it's wearing me out because we have events every weekend and thousands of people coming here literally every weekend. That is
2: awesome. That's got to be a lot of fun. You're so right. I mean, even as a product of the private sector, uh, if you run around and you're just sulking and, and miring in, in negative thoughts and sentiments, it's not good for your private business either. And the same extends to a, a city such no. as yours. It's the same thing. It's it's an organization. Right. It's a community that's and right. and uh y- you got to think and be positive and it doesn't mean you don't have issues you have to address those but you got to keep plowing forward as well and and leverage the strengths.
22: That's exactly right. As you you know the old saying attitude is everything.
4: Yeah.
2: It's uh, totally true. So you said you have 6 aldermen, right? On on your council, on your board of aldermen, I guess. So,
22: yeah. That's right. We have 6 6 wards. Yep. And uh we have uh um representation all over the city and we do have a div- a diverse board yeah uh and like i said while we don't agree on everything all the time we are making a lot of progress and on the things that count you know we're agreeing on but i i want to say every meeting that we have uh we're plowing new ground and getting things done and i refuse to give up and uh and i'm just grateful that a majority of the board is really following along with what we call the Natchez Renewal, and it's been phenomenal to watch. And And I've made some really great friends with some of these aldermen. That's awesome. And I couldn't do it without them.
2: Well, uh, we got to go, but it sounds like a new renaissance is what I'm going to call it. It's happening down there in Natchez, and we, we appreciate your leadership <laughs> and congratulations on all your success, Mr. Thank Mayor, and you. thanks for joining us.
22: Thank you, Gerard. We call it the Natchez Renewal. Come see us. I love it. We'll take a break right here on
2: Middays. We'll come back with more talk. Stay with us.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Veterans Day, rain in the forecast, high near 73. Tonight, mostly clear, low around 42. Your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 69. Friday evening, mostly clear, low all the way down to 38. And for your Saturday, sunny skies, high only to 55. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
13: have gotten the monster of Jackson. <laughs> Get rid of that creepy old car you've been driving around in. And upgrade to a new vehicle. During our model year clearance at Mazda of Jackson, all the 2021s must go. And we're giving you amazing savings on every last one of them. Get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all new Mazdas. That's 0.9% on every new Mazda in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new Mazda purchase. You can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Is your credit history scary? (coughs) Our credit team will work to get you approved no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. (laughs) Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, no matter how creepy it is. So get to Mazda of Jackson today, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 French Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models.
1: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID.
5: Special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Bring it on! Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
21: It is
0: on. On Super Talk Mississippi.
8: Yo, Joe! He'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. GI Joe is there. GI Joe. G.I. Joe is there. It's G.I. Joe against Cobra,
7: the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up. He's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. Yeah. G.I. Joe.
2: G.I. Joe. Can you get those still, or is that been
3: canceled? G.I.
2: Joe is
3: the. I don't even know. America's... I'm fairly certain, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you've got kids, this might come in handy. On YouTube, I'm pretty sure the Hasbro company, the people that own G.I. Joe, just have a live feed of G.I. Joe episodes going 24-7 on on their their YouTube. How about that? I'm fairly certain. I think I remember it would be in G.I. Joe. I saw it a couple days ago.
2: The uh, G.I. Joe series, of course. Right, the cartoon. Yep. Um, Based
3: on... Which, do we need a disclaimer that it's a cartoon?
2: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Based on the little G.I. Joe figures, folks... At my age, when we were at kind of the age when we did that, I had them. But the coolest thing I had was the G.I. Joe Jeep. You ought to go look it up. They made a Jeep. So I had a couple of the figures. The Frogman was my favorite. Everybody liked the Frogman. Of course, by the time you bought all the, all the uniform to outfit the Frogman, you're like in a poorhouse with all the stuff you had to buy. But the Jeep was cool because it had, like, a cannon on it. With a little spring-loaded uh, spring-loaded apparatus that had fired a little <laughs> about four-inch-long silver shell or something, <laughs> that was pretty cool. GI Joe, and I, you know that was the Vietnam era, so it, I think they were kind of, I guess, leveraging that uh, the war it, it was in everybody's be- uh, bedrooms and living rooms. I should say every night. So GI Joe, well, I just didn't know if they canceled it. Uh, As in, to cancel people, cancel it.
3: But Hasbro's pretty woke, you know. I think we've shared some Hasbro woke stories. There is actually a a weird through line from the original G.I. Joe action figure, the big, tall, 12-inch figure. Yeah. There's a through line from that to Transformers. Huh. Because the company that had G.I. Joe tried to sell them in Japan after World War II. So you're trying to sell a U.S. Army Man doll to... Japanese hmm. kids after World War II. Hmm. Not going to go real well. No, I didn't think so, they, so they took the mold and made this clear plastic-looking robot with shiny stuff inside it, so it was a toy robot, which was popular at the time. <laughs> that robot company, that toy robot company, wound up transitioning into making Transformers later down the road. How about that? Well, uh, I And say- then sold Transformers to American company Hasbro, who sold G.I. Joe to Japan in the first place.
2: Well, it just kind of circled back, as Jen Saki would say. <laughs> but I would, I would say that is, uh, that's capitalism at its finest there, and leveraging their, their resources, their assets, to produce a profit. It responding to the market, or waking up, in this case, and responding to the market. Okay. Scott in Rankin County says you can still get the G.I. Joe action figures I saw them the other day at Walmart, 13 bucks a piece. How about that? I did I did not know that. It's That's a, great a good bit Johnny pricier Carson than I remember him being. Yeah. Inflation, you know, and all that stuff. Supply going chain. On. Speaking of supply chain, the president was in Baltimore, Maryland yesterday. He's decided to take an interest in uh, what what is causing the shelves to be empty and the price of everything that you can buy to go through the roof. Here's what he says.
4: The challenge we need to be here and my plan is going to help address has to do with the supply chain. You hear a lot about the supply chains in the news, but frankly, not a lot of people are clear have a clear understanding whether they have a PhD or they didn't go to school about how a supply chain works. It says easy to talk about it, but what's the impact on the economy, let alone how to fix it? It's perfectly understandable because supply chains are incredibly complex. As long as goods and materials are getting where they need to go on time. There's usually no need to worry about the supply chains. But when global disruptions hit, like a pandemic, they can hit supply chains particularly hard. COVID-19 has stretched the global supply chains like never before. And suddenly, when you go to order a pair of sneakers or a bicycle or a Christmas presents for the family, you're met with higher prices and long delays where they say they just don't have any at all. The reason for that last year was has a lot to do with most companies make their product how they make their products today. In simple terms, supply chain is just the journey that a product takes to get to your doorstep.
2: Oh, thank you for clearing that up there, for us, Joe. Uh, I wonder since even the Ph.D.
3: It's tough to understand, but it's simply understandable. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: even those with Ph.D.s. Well, that that pretty much knocks out Dr. Jill Biden, right from from explaining supply chain to the president. I'm so glad he cleared up for us, though. We're not idiots. Nobody cares. All they know is stuff costs more, what you can get, and you can't get stuff. That's what they know. They don't care about all this. You, you just can't explain your way out of all this stuff. I mean, Time magazine says, there's too much consumption. The Biden economy... It's just propped up consumption. We're just, we're consuming too much. Years ago, Rhino, there was senator, was he senator or representative, Ernest Hollings, from, I think from the great state of South Carolina. And there, were, there was a debate going on. This was back during the crazy inflationary times, late 70s, early 80s. And he says, there's too much consuming going on out there. That was his explanation. I tried to find the video of it, but I remember watching it on the news back when I was a youngster. Too much consuming! That's what Times says. The New York Times is trying to spin it, and they're pointing to the run in the stock market. Duh! The run's in the stock market because you you laid out all this helicopter money, A. B. Interest rates are so low, there is no alternative. Tina, by the way, is the acronym used in the investment community. It's TINA. There is no alternative. So, but I thought they left always said, well, only the rich people benefit from the stock market. Why are they touting it? Isn't that what they say all the time? You can't you can't really measure the economy. When Trump was president, he liked to boast about hitting record highs as as a gauge, not the singular gauge, but as a gauge of Prosperity and, and a robust economy. stock market. The president's out of touch. That's only for those rich people. And the, and the Bureau of Labor Statistics comes out yesterday and says, hmm, Biden's running around, I'm prefacing, Biden's running around bragging about the increase in wages, except according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, wages adjusted for inflation are down this year by about half a percent. They fail to take into consideration that, oh yeah, wages have gone up, but the cost of living has gone up greater than wages. Thus, you're in the hole. That's what we call being in the red. The other theory I have as to why Biden and the Democrats may actually be celebrating the fact that we're all having to pay more for everything we buy, and we're also witnessing some bump in wages, which isn't enough to keep up with the additional cost, is that the bump in wages means you pay more taxes. And it also forces a lot of people into another tax bracket. Our tax system is progressive, as people know. So... Your effective rate is this, your wages go up, now your effective rate is this, plus some percentage increase, meaning you're paying more taxes, and the government gets more money, more money, more money. The deficit in October, by the way, folks, $165 billion. That was the deficit. You can do the math on that. That's, uh, that's putting us on a trend at that rate, annualized rate. We're what, about $1.2 trillion? Deficit. Uh, That ain't the way to run a railroad. But now Biden is telling us my plan will not only reduce inflation. He also says it costs nothing. Won't cost anything. No deficit. No incremental uh, addition of to the debt. And he says inflation is worrisome, but pass my plan and all that'll go away. That's honestly what he's saying. And the point here about this. Uh, This rant is that you can't fix a problem until you acknowledge the root cause of the problem. And if that means it points to you, you got to stand up and take it and acknowledge it and accept it and accept responsibility for correcting it. I'm not seeing that. Uh, He's doubling down. It's Kamala. The plan. We need the climate change plan. Like, that's going to magically... Eliminate carbon emissions, and at the same time, it's going to make your cost of energy go down. That's the that's the dupe they're trying to sell on us. It's bad. We're going to stay on it though and continue to inform the wild blue yonder, of course, that the Air Force service on. That's great. Appreciate that today on this Veterans Day. Midday's will go uh, out with that, and we'll come right back. Air Force.
5: We've all heard the old expression, work smarter, not harder. Those words
0: become a reality when you visit Ace Bolton Screw. From tools and accessories to every fastener imaginable, Ace Bolton Screw has everything you need for every job. Register to win a Predator Talon high-performance electric bike valued at $3,000. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Located on Julianne Street, just off Gallatin and Jackson, right off 555 at the Gluckstadt exit, and coming soon to Highway 49 in Richland.
9: That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
15: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men and a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience, Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men In A Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomininatruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate.
12: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. There are plenty of events planned across the state to honor the sacrifices of our servicemen and women this Veterans Day. Veterans Affairs Director from Mississippi, Stacy Pickering, said 187,000 veterans reside in the state. 27%
5: live in Harrison and Jackson County. That's our biggest concentration down on the coast. Jackson Metro area is our second largest populated area. And after that, you can really take a look at the map, and they're close to Columbus Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Air Station Meridian and Keyfield and Meridian, Camp Shelby with Hattiesburg.
12: And Governor Tate Reeves believes the medical marijuana bill lends itself much more to recreational than medical marijuana, and that's why he hasn't called a special session. He thinks the amount any one individual can get needs to be reduced.
14: So if you have one in 10 Mississippians with the card and they can produce up to 11 joints per day, that's 3.3 million joints per day allowable under this particular law.
12: I'm Andy Davis.
8: Okay. Are we going to do this?
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
10: Keep rolling. Three, two, one.
0: On Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Thank you for joining us today on Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Friday Eve. Also, Veterans Day. Rhino bumping us into this segment with the uh, Coast Guard service song. Appreciate that. My father, a uh, World War II veteran, passed away in 1998 and was in the Coast Guard. He was uh, a helmsman on uh, cruisers and destroyers in the Pacific Theater, was on uh, Saipan. And was there when the Enola Gay took off and bombed Nagasaki and uh, Hiroshima. He says he remembers vividly the radio broadcast that so they woke up and the whole fleet was out in the Pacific at the uh at the islands there. The stepping stone, that being the stepping stone uh to Japan. And he said they were all tuned in to the uh, the armed forces radio I guess that they were able to receive and around a little radio and they and it, what was happening was being described on the radio nobody knew what a nuclear bomb was and that was all being described and of course the choice was we're either going to invade with the fleet or we're going to bomb see if we can bring this thing to an end and that's what happened but yeah my father was in the coast guard
3: yeah I don't remember what they named the official operation but that's where the Battle of Hacksaw Ridge, it was on Okinawa. It was Okinawa, the initial yeah. invasion of the, the mainlands of Japan. Yeah. And it was the only mainland of Japan that we had to invade because the nukes were dropped. And
2: yeah. So I've always wondered what it was like to make that decision.
3: And uh, yeah, no,
2: we've talked about that before on the program. I, I still say that was a, an incredibly difficult and burdensome decision that had to be made. I think it was clearly in retrospect the right one. But it was just it's the sad part of war, obviously. Hmm. Who remembers Mikhail's Navy? Yeah, it was a great series. They may have to dig that one up, right? For And then they made show.
3: a movie in the nineties with uh oh what's his face? Tom Arnold, I think. Seems was like the it. star of Mikhail's Navy. Very funny. Really good. Great Around that show. same time, you also had Kelsey Grammer's Down Periscope. Yeah, exactly. And my favorite part of that movie was the radio guy. Yeah, I, you put it on the speaker. Uh, yeah, exactly. He licks his finger, takes his shoe off, and hooks it with his toe, <laughs> and connects him.
2: <laughs> Which reminds me of the same sort of scenario with Crimson Tide. I need, I need more warp speed. Remember to, got to get that. Communications message downloaded to figure out whether or not they got to go launch nuclear warheads at the Russians. What a great plot that was. Uh, yeah, so appreciate that on the uh, C-SPIRE text line. Who remembers Mikhail's Navy? We do. Pivot a little bit. If possible, can you explain what this crypto-attacks ca- Biden is talking about? Uh, what that means, yeah, w- what he's talking about is a, a reporting requirement. It's not really a tax on, on crypto per se that he's discussing, but it is a reporting uh, requirement that would be imposed on those who mine Bitcoin. And when they they do receive the Bitcoin as payment for solving the mining problems, they they basically want to... To tax that and categorize it as a capital gain receipt of an asset and pay taxes for it. It's a it's called a crypto pay for. So, the uh, the bipartisan blockchain caucus. Did you know there was such a thing? There actually is a blockchain caucus. They sent a letter to every lawmaker in the House. Uh, about this. They said it's important is cryptocurrency tax reporting, but it must be done correctly. And that's my concern is any time you get the Congress involved in something that's complex and thorny and it and involves advanced technology, they're just going to screw it up. That's that's what so I share the concerns there. They said it would um, they say it would generate about 28 billion dollars to go towards the infrastructure Costs. That's what the joint. Uh, let's see, the Joint Taxation Committee, the Joint uh, Committee on Taxation. Excuse me, JCT. D.W. Madison, PT one hundred and nine. John Kennedy's tour in World War Two. Of course, McHale's Navy was based on a a uh, a, a PT group. That was funny. It's good. I like that. Good show. Thanks for bringing that up. Sam from out. Herman, thanks to your dad. My dad was on World War II sub USS Pearl Harbor? Wow. Cool. Glad to know that, Sam. Appreciate that. Tim McGee, Gerard, that's one job I could never do is be a member of the U.S. Coast Guard. Much respect to your father and the other veterans today, really every day.
3: Appreciate that. the USS place at Pearl Harbor.
2: Place. Okay. My bad. I see it now. I misread it. Pardon me for that. Thank you, Rhino, for correcting my, my dad. I just share this. My dad said that before they arrived, he uh, with the as a helmsman with the destroyers and cru, cruisers that the marines would go in and sweep the islands for for snipers, Japanese snipers. And my dad said a vision that is just kind of emblazoned in his head was the sight of the flamethrowers. That they were a critical part of that vetting out the snipers so as to make the, the beaches safe to set up camp. And these were these snipers were very good at camouflaging themselves along the beachheads. And my dad said that the the um, flamethrowers got to be pretty good at determining. I, I think that's a foxhole. It looks like the rest of the terrain, but there were little things they would notice that would uh, reveal, I guess, in their minds that this was sort of man-made, placed camouflage. and So they'd shoot the flamethrower from 30 or 40 feet away, so as to stay safe. And my dad said, the sight of the snipers being flushed out of the foxholes and coming up. And as my dad put it, they would literally fry like bacon, is the way my dad described it, right there. I mean, that's the horrors of war. And even though that's your enemy, I I could detect in my dad telling this story, it's a human being. And this is what you have to do, because it's war, and it's terrible, and it's horrible. But he said, of course, they had to surround the flamethrowers with with uh, support, protection, because everybody wanted to get that person. So that's just that was the war in the Pacific uh, back then. Incredible. He said they would also the Marines would become would befriend the natives inhabiting. The islands and would compensate them for taking out snipers and the way they were compensated is they would have to bring the ears and so my dad had a picture I have it at home that's got one of the natives and he's smiling and he's holding up like a string and it's got the ears on it like a trophy incredible I mean that's the horrors of war that's just it Wow My dad and his brother and all five of my mom's brothers, one of whom perished at sea, served in World War II. God bless and thanks to all our veterans. Appreciate that. Louie from the 662 sent that one to us. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Anyone mention MASH or Hogan's Heroes? Yeah, we did, Curtis and Biloxi. Thanks for that. We, We actually played the MASH theme song, Suicide is Painless. We've played Hogan's Heroes before. I don't know that we have today, Rhino, but yeah, that's a staple. Great programs. Hogan's Heroes was just, just more comedy.
3: I know nothing.
2: <laughs> that was just awesome, wasn't it? Uh, H- Mash was so unique in that it was a, it was a blend of the bad aspects of war, and and uh, and a lot of humor and comedy. I was, Alan Alda just brilliant in that. But still, my favorite uh, of all time television series and. Uh, of course, every time I sit down and I watch some of them, my wife says, well, like, you've seen them all a hundred times. I know, but it never gets old. That's fine. I enjoy it. It's just it's great acting, great great screenwriting, screenplay. It's incredible. I think it was actually filmed, if I'm not mistaken, in some of the hills in Southern California, to uh, the terrain of which apparently looks like Korea. I'm not sure. I've never been there, but that's... It was certainly believable. I
3: know? just remember the episode with the running clock in the bottom corner where he had to have his hand inside the patient to, to hold a wound closed, and the clock was going, and it was him trying to describe what he needed as far as a donate or a, a donor blood vessel. And he's having to talk about it in terms of, like, pasta noodles.
2: Oh, wow. I, I do remember that. Uh, I'd forgotten about the noodles, though. I remember the episode. I forgot about that. And then, of course, the final mash, 1983. Remember watching that? Still ranks as one of the most all-time watched television programs, I believe, television broadcasts. What a fantastic. How did they come up with that storyline is incredible. We'll step aside for a break right here. we got one more segment here on Middays. We certainly hope you'll stay with us. We'll be right back.
7: On
3: Second thought. I do like to brag, cause I'm
5: mighty proud of that ragged old flag.
7: Hello. This is Doug Garner and Ryan Nemi, owners of Logan Farms Honey Glazed Hams in Jackson.
14: As we all make adjustments to this ever-changing landscape, it's nice to know some things still don't change. The hard work, loyalty, and dedication your employees provide to keep your business running.
7: Let your team members, torchbearers, and even valued clients know you're thinking of them this holiday season with a Logan Farms Honey Glazed Ham.
14: We've been a local, family-owned, and operated business in Jackson since 1995. Logan Farms has great corporate discounts. We gift box our hams, turkeys, and all our our gourmet meats and we still offer delivery to your company as well as
9: ship nationwide.
7: Our hams are sliced and glazed in store and still have 30% lower sodium than the competition. Most importantly, Ryan and I work shoulder to shoulder with our staff in the kitchen and behind the counter.
14: Call us at 366-HAMS. That's 366-4267 and be sure to ask for Ryan or Doug. Trust us to take care of your most valued asset this holiday season, your loyal employees and valued clients. Jackson.loganfarms.com.
9: No Drip Roofing and Construction online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
7: 601-371-1051. Good things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit trustcarehealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better
1: faster.
19: Trustmark is the bank that fits you to a T. You can bank right on your phone or tablet. With the My Trustmark app, our mortgage lenders will help you buy your dream.
14: Two-story tutor.
19: And Trustmark Tailored Wealth offers tried and true advice that makes transforming your future a piece of uh toast? Nice. Go! Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Equal Housing Lender.
18: Nothing serves up healthy happiness like a plate of Mississippi pork. Looking for a dish that's high in protein? Try tender pork sirloin, packed with 24 grams of protein and only 173 calories per serving. Or how about mouthwatering pork loin with 22 grams of protein and only 122 calories per serving? And the taste will have your family begging for more. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Pork Producers Association and the National Pork Board Checkoff.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: I know nothing. I see nothing. Lou <laughs> Kirk, LeBeau, that's great. Hogan's Heroes bumping you in there on this Veterans Day. Gerard and Rhino, middays in the Super Talk studios. We thank you so much for joining us. So, yeah, I had forgotten about Bob um, uh, Bob Blacksheet. Richard Conrad the television series and of course that was about a uh, marine unit that flew corsairs and he was the squad leader there and the corsair was a really a cool airplane it, it, folks you are probably aware and familiar with it it's the one that has uh the bent wings and it's kind of interesting the purpose of bending the wings, according to the aircraft designer, was it first had a big engine and so it had a big prop, swung a big prop and to get the prop clearance, kind of had to bend the wing to lift the fuselage, but also allowed for shorter, squattier landing gear uh for just to make it more stable in takeoff and landing. So but yeah, very distinctive design with the with the bent wings. Yeah it was a great show. Appreciate that. Also As it turns out, MASH, besides Super Bowls, is still listed as the top-watched television program of all time. Super Bowls, there are eight Super Bowls that had a bigger audience, more viewers, 2010, 12, 14, really mostly in the last 10 years, which is understandable. There's a lot more TVs and a lot more people watching it.
3: And there's a lot... Less people willing to put programming up against the Super Bowl.
2: That's a good point.
3: It's absolutely true. There was a point in time where, I mean, even King of Hill made the joke when What's-Her-Face got to do the puppets on TV, and they put it up against the Super Bowl. That wasn't very smart. Right. Yeah. So
2: uh, it looks like Super Bowl, what would that be there, 49? 2015? Did I say that right? I don't know. I'm not good with the Roman numerals. I'm good with the decimal system. Um, That looks like the most watched, 2015. 114 million. Well, MASH had 105 million in 1983. That's still astonishing when you think about the number of households, the number of televisions, so forth.
3: I'm sure if you did it by percentage of households, it would be the top by a long shot. Seems like it. It's got to be. I'm just surprised throughout the entirety of Middays today, no one has brought up The Big Red One, starring Mark Hamill, Luke yeah. Skywalker himself, and Lee Marvin. Yeah. Such a good movie.
2: I forgot about that. Wow. Uh, so many. Gosh, there's just so many. But nonetheless, we've had a good time talking about it. I hope folks have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed that discussion about all the great shows, but of course we we keep it in perspective. That's movies and televisions um, and television shows, but we are very grateful to our veterans here on Veterans Day, and I look forward to going back to the Armed Forces Museum. So one of the cool things I did talk about with respect to the the new exhibit featuring, honoring the 65th Infantry Division, which is having their um, reunion. Over the weekend, it actually started earlier this week. There's a there's a really big blown up photo uh, on a board where the 65th is at attention, and General Patton is walking in front of them in in his dress uniform, of course, very unique dress uniform, and inspecting the troops. And so right behind him are two other uniformed officers, and they. Didn't look like Americans to me, and so um, I think the colonel was with us then, Colonel Prine, and he said, yeah, the reason is because they're Russian
3: officers. I'm not sure where they were or what the occasion was, but it's... Well, if they were the farthest east into Germany, then it would make sense that they made contact with the Russian army because that's that's where the armies met. sure. Hard to believe
2: we were on the same side back then, fighting a common enemy. But Patton, Patton didn't like him. He didn't like him. He told him, didn't he? He told him. He wanted to just keep plowing, right, as you recall. He just we better do this now,
3: or we're going to be fighting him a long time. Well, he was right. What was One of the funnier parts of the movie was his belief that he was a reincarnated Napoleon, and that was one of the reasons for him <laughs> wanting to push into Russia was to complete the fight. Yeah. He was more imperialist in nature, and that's just not what we do here in this country.
2: Not how we do. That's why the civilians are in charge of the military, honestly, to a great extent. We thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure here on this Veterans Day. We have honored them and we will continue to do so throughout the day. Go out and thank one. Tomorrow we're going to be at Ole Mitz at the school, where the School of Business is hosting an, an it's annual banking and finance symposium. I'll be there, Paul will be there, and the sports talk guys will be there. Until then, stay safe. God bless everyone